Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. One of the things that I thought about, um, when I even thought about, I know we discussed this before, and one of the things that I really want, I know that the audience will be excited to hear about, is this COVID-19 risk calculator, right? (laughs) So, I mean, when I saw that, right, I saw on on LinkedIn, I was so excited, man. You know, I was like, oh, my goodness, what is this, you know? And so, yeah, I definitely did research on it, you know, and then I went ahead. I said, all right, what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my information in there, go through the process and see what came, what came out of it. You know, and so for me, I came back with a point zero eight, which I'm excited about. You know, I guess that's cool. I don't know. I sent it to a couple of my friends. They came back with like maybe a little bit lower, maybe a little teeny bit higher, you know. But um, but yeah, so that's something really exciting that you did. Right. You know, being able to create a tool that provides an assessment for individualized risk for mortality from like. COVID-19, right? And 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 so, I mean, that's the story now. Everybody's talking about COVID-19, talking about the vaccine that come out, they're talking about, you know, nobody knows, you know, what age range it is, you know, it's, it's, it's so much of the unknown, wow. right? And so what, what this is providing, you know, and of course there's some caveats in there and things like that, you know, if they read, once they go in there, definitely, hey, I'm just gonna say this to the audience, if you are going to take use the calculator, you know, uh, make sure that you read everything that is saying because it's providing some good details in there about, you know, it doesn't, it does not cover things and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Dr. Harvey, you know, things like, you know, existing, you know, diseases, things like that you already have in there. So don't go in there thinking, oh, I'm good to go, you know, or I'm not good to go, you know, just because of that, but really read everything that's on there. And then once you take the risk tag calculator, you know, you get your results, you know, then you can kind of go from there, you know, and they're constantly updating it. Right. You know, but um, but yeah. So, you know, tell us a little bit about that. You know, like, uh, you know, what steered you in that direction and and what it what it does and how impactful it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so really, it's a um, it's a calculator that calculates the uh, risk of mortality um, from COVID-19 and currently un- uninfected individual individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And it's based on uh, the input, input of, you know, some risk factors or risk factors associated with, you know, um, pre kind of medical health conditions. Um, we're, we're, we're looking at, um, you know, community, community level um, uh, attributes, you know, like your current, um, you know, state of residence, mm-hmm. ge- geographical location, Demographic stuff, right? Exactly. We're looking at things like BMI, uh, your body mass index, uh, all the way through to, um, you know, behavioral aspects like, you know, smoking mm-hmm. or non-smoking or, you know, have you smoked in, in, in the past and have you quit, things like that. Um, so we're, we're putting, pulling all of that data together um, in an effort to really um, just, when you think about equitable vaccine distribution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of organizations are interested in um, who are the individuals at the highest risk so that they can be prioritized for the, for the vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. So we've had um, multiple organizations, including uh, the, um, uh, the uh, Veteran Affairs, uh, the VA, 
um, as well as NIH that have been interested in using um, our tool to help them understand across their organization um, who has had the highest risk, who has the highest risk, and who should um, be prioritized for vaccines first. Because what you want is you want an equitable process for the vaccine distribution. Right, right. This is really calculating your score, knowing your risk, um, is a way to make sure that an organization does that in an equitable manner. Now, um, one other kind of con consideration um, that we put into play um, was, you know, when when we were developing the actual tool, um, we 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 had to um, create it in a way in which the scientists in the organization, you know, they come to the data scientists and they say, hey, data scientists, we want you to take this very, very complex statistical model that we created in R. Mm -hmm. I use R. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yes. So most of the statistical scientists actually use R, right? Ah. So those, those, those scientists that are working in, in healthcare, specifically, mm -hmm. you know, genetics and genomics, um, there's many suites of packages that are in R that don't exist in Python. So the, most of the healthcare scientists are, are using um, uh, R at a, at, a, at a disproportionate rate than, than Python. But when you think about data science in general, it's, it's the other way around. It's disproportionate from um, uh, Python to R because most of the data scientists are using Python. But mm -hmm. the point was is that like these complex models that are being created by these statisticians have to be broken down so that they can be expanded like using a technology like java so that you can um, create these really cool applications that interface with the underlying um, statistical methodology so for this particular um uh, uh for the COVID 19 uh, risktools.com uh mortality risk calculator um, I had to take this uh, 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 risk calculator that was that was um, doing things like you know imputations across across the data. Uh, it was doing things where it was you know statistically correlating you know three or four different um, attributes across you know um, uh, the risk, uh, the CDC uh, measures for um, you know mortality uh, for in certain geographical locations. Um, um, uh, healthcare, uh, you know, kind of kind of records associated with the mortality for different behavioral aspects, and and they created a model that pulled all that together. So my job was um, understanding the underlying statistics, taking a R program and recoding that in Java. Right? Mm. <laughs> and yes, yes. Oh man! <laughs> and, and then creating an application on top of that. Mm -hmm. That was user friendly and allowed um, the U.S. population, right? When you think about um, an individual user, you know, access the tool and run their score. So, as of right now, we've had close to uh, 1.5 million Americans that have um, access the tool and run run their scores um, using that COVID-19 risk calculator. So you can think about the implications on this head um, uh, uh, across the United States. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean that. I didn't. I mean that's a lot of individuals, you know, across the U.S. that have that have utilized the tool. You know. I mean, I know that. You know, when uh, probably about within the past two days, I've sent it. I've sent the tool probably to about fifteen to twenty people, and they've all used it and came back. You know, and and honestly, 
almost. You know, it gives, I mean, and at the end of the day, you're not saying they're, you know, that they're, that that is going to impact them this way or not, which is good, right? You know, uh, what, you're, what you're saying is based off of the data that is there, you know, this is the, you know, give or take risk, right? That, that comes into play. And that's good, you know, and people need to understand that, you know, when going in, right? Don't come out and say, hallelujah, I'm good, you know, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm never, I'm good. Uh, they, they need to understand that, you know, it's just based off of the data, right? Yeah, you know, and exactly. so, you know, you still have to do things like you know, wash your hands, people out there. I hope y'all wash your hands, you know, you have to do things like, uh, you know, making sure you're wearing your mask, you know, and that, and, and again, it talked about that in there, right? In the description yep. of things, making sure you're still practicing social distancing. You know, if you're not, then we can't account for that in the data set. Exactly. So that's cool. You know, man, oh man, you know, it's, I mean, I'm just super excited about that in general, you know, for some reason, you know, don't, don't judge me. I took it about five times just to say, oh, you know, just, <laughs> just to be a part of it, you know, just to be a part of it. So, it was it was super exciting, you know. Um, but yeah, so so going from there, right? You know, uh, I, I know that a lot of people have, um, you know, that are listening to this podcast, right? There's a like I said, I do have an audience that is part of the younger generation, right? Early twenties, uh, mid twenties, um, some Bowie State University individuals, right? They're bringing in the data science program out there. So I've reached out to a couple people that I that I know that um, that that are interested in this, you know, from Bowie State. What advice for the younger generation who wants to get into data science do you think that they should have, right? I mean, I've talked about soft skills. I've talked about critical thinking. I've talked about teaching, you know, a little what you talked about teaching actually on here, right? You know, being able to regurgitate the knowledge is always key. Um, you know, what advice do you, do you, would you give to the younger generation that wants to get into data science? Yeah, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal question. Um, so, so what I would, what I, what I would say, um, is data science is 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 a big area, and because it's a big area, it gives you a unique opportunity to figure out things that you're passionate about, identify things that you're really extremely passionate about, right? And because data science is so broad, you can literally take something you're extremely passionate about and turn it into a data science problem, right? Mm. So if you're, if you're interested in, you know, you know, a lot of times you'll hear people say, you know, you need to try your best to align your career with, with your passion, right? <laughs> but right. if 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 I just went straight after my passion, I'd probably be, you know, um, me uh, we'd be playing basketball in some yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or playing football, flag football in a, in a work league right now, you know. <laughs> so so the point is, is that you gotta you you gotta align, um, you know, your interests with. Um, opportunities that are going to allow you to be successful uh, in your careers, right? But from a data science perspective, you can you can you can go back to those passions, and then hone in on your skill set by applying data science techniques to the things that you're passionate about, um, which either may have a 
immediate impact in society or might be something that you can use to kind of sharpen um, your your tool your, your toolkit or add more tools to your to your toolkit or you know sharpen your your Swiss Army knife right so really think about opportunities that are out there for you to challenge yourself but also challenge yourself with things that you're interested in so that you can have the motivation to go out and start projects on your own right because it's really important as a data scientist to um, learn about uh, new areas that you can apply uh, your your different uh, skill sets to um, but but most importantly it's about uh, kind of the the, the, the self-generated um, you know aspect of you know figuring out problems right mm. you know going after something you know working on it day in and day in day out and figuring out a problem and then mm. so solving that problem so if you can do that and you can line that with your passion so i've seen um i worked with um uh, one of my uh, really close friends he's a he was one of the lead um, analytic uh, directors for the Orlando Magic, but he also did some consulting for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm -hmm. uh, and I um, supported and, and worked on him with an analysis uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, where he allowed me to kind of see the methodology and mm -hmm. provide some su suggestions on, um, you know, what are the different types of methodologies that we could apply given it was a big data set or or given the specific type of analysis and the SME perspective that I had as a, a basketball player in college. Um, and that was extremely uh, interesting to me. And I, I dug into it. Yep. And I, I had a, 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 a senior in my graduate courses that worked on a, a project where he was um, uh, trying using natural language processing and machine learning to create a, um, a hybrid wrapper that was based upon um, multiple genres and uh, multiple rappers that he was kind of uh, creating a, a soup of, and he was um, creating a model that was gonna spit out lyrics, 16 bars, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he was at George Washington University and he's a senior and he's going after things that he's passionate about. And he's he's got all these tools from a, from a, a NLP AI engineering perspective that he can apply to the real world. <sighs> Uh, and utilize um, uh, as part of uh, a career, right? Uh -huh. So really think about what you're interested in, find those problems and seek after them and hone in on, on your skill set, applying data science techniques to those problems to have an impact as well as help grow your, 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 your skills. Oh man, thanks Dr. Harvey, man, because you know, you just, you just hit on some something you know that i don't think i've ever talked about or really ever thought about you know that you know we always talk about how people within the african-american community they don't have to be right the rapper the entertainer or the, the 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 athlete but if that's something that you're passionate about well and you want to be a data scientist you can still do it data science is everywhere you know <laughs> everywhere man you know and and i remember i did um last year i was i did a segment where i brought in people that don't even deal with data science i never did and probably never will but they didn't realize how much they use data to solve all the problems they have right, right. i brought in a pharmacist right my buddy was a doctor he's a pharmacist i brought in 
uh, people, uh, a restaurant owner. Um, it didn't matter, right? So if you're an athlete, if you like being an athlete, right, and you realize that, you know, getting to the NBA or NFL is, is difficult, right? But but you find a passion in, in, in that field, you know, then there's other avenues you can take to still be a part of that, you know? And so that's a great point that you're making right there. Um, and I appreciate that. Younger generation, you better listen, right? And if you're on LinkedIn, you better follow Dr. Harvey because he's he's gonna be dropping some gems out here. Um, but all right, so now for the fun stuff, right? So we 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 talked, we got serious. We talked about all the serious stuff about data science. You know, we helping out, we were helping out the younger generation. But we want to know a little bit about the fun side of things, you know, with Dr. Harvey. And uh, so I have this segment that I do. It's called overrated, underrated. That's overrated or underrated. And what I do is I spit out, I actually got this from a, a motivational speaker, um, uh, Gary V that I follow. And and so uh, he, he always, he has a segment where he's asked a bunch of questions on YouTube or Instagram, whatever it is. And there he just says overrated or underrated. And he gets a chance to express it if he wants to, or he can just keep it moving, right? You can talk about it a little bit if you want to, you know, but usually it's about 30 second to two minute you know, segment where you're just, I'm, I'm asking Dr. Harvey, you know, a certain, I'll throw out a certain word or term or phrase, and then he gets the chance to say whether he believes it's overrated or underrated. All right. So you ready, Dr. Harvey? Yeah, let's do this. All right. The printer. Definitely underrated. Underrated? Uh. Definitely <laughs> underrated. <laughs> when I when I am writing papers, doing research, um, I'm old school. Uh -huh. I've got to physically have it so, <laughs> so I can write on it before uh -huh. before I actually consume it. Um, uh, if, if if you're looking at an iPad and you're trying to read and you're trying to do your work, good luck, guys. But uh, <laughs> I'm old school. Nah, I, I do feel you on that. You know, sometimes I have run into issues where. You know, no matter how technical I am, I feel like I can't work a printer. And I'm like, this, this is crap. You know, this printer is crap. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm, I realized that, oh, man, I just could, could do a signature through Adobe Reader or something like that and just send it back, you know, instead. <laughs> so I do see the value and like, you know, right. we're changing. <laughs> you guys knew I was, I was <laughs> going to say underrated. <laughs> Look at that right there. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I see it, man. <laughs> He had the serious one too. <laughs> That's the serious one. That's oh, the, the COVID nineteen office funds. Yeah, yeah. From the company, right? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the next one, coding. Overrated. 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 Uh -huh. As a good data scientist, um, if 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 you can't navigate Stack Overflow. Mm -hmm. um to the to the to the fullest extent if you think that you're gonna gonna put all these different methodologies and frameworks and statistical models to to memory oh you you've got it completely mistaken mistaken yeah. um, <laughs> coding is completely overrated trust me <laughs> all right all right okay social media social media man that's a good one social media is overrated uh -huh. The reason I say it is because if you want to become an expert in your field, you got to put your phone down. Mm. If you want to be if you want to be the greatest, right, and not just some mediocre data scientist, but you want to be a game changer. 
and you want to be someone who is uh, seen as a leader in the field, um, put put the social media away. Focus. Uh, get those ten thousand hours so that you can call yourself the expert. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's that's amazing, and you'll hear about it in um, in another podcast that I just that I did, um, where a guy, his name, uh, he 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 was focused on. His name is uh, Keith McCormick, uh, and he he's on LinkedIn all the time, but he focuses on uh, SPSS only, right? That's his thing, right? SPSS, and so he. He was just talking about the 10,000 hours, right? <laughs> Everybody, if you are trying to be an expert at something, right, you better get those 10,000 hours in and stop playing. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. So the Super Bowl ring. Super Bowl ring. That Super Bowl ring is right where it's supposed to be at. Okay, 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 okay. Right where it's supposed to be at. Because if I could trade in... If my wife would let me trade in my wedding ring and wear a Super Bowl uh-huh. ring, I'll it. because that's how that's how important a Super Bowl could be for um, it's life changing. So I think the the perspective from people is exactly where it should be. It is it is even. I'll, I'll say even for that one. Okay. 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 That's good. All right. Cheese. Cheese. Yeah. Man, cheese is is definitely overrated. Uh, oh, you think so? <laughs> oh yeah, cheese is overrated, man. Like, <laughs> like you you eat cheese, but after you eat it, you're like, is it, it that really wasn't that good? You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know some people who said, man, cheese is underrated, man. They will die for cheese, man. <laughs> and your stomach gonna die for it too, man. <laughs> so cheese. <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah, I'm with you though. You know, like I can do with it, do without it. I'm not really crazy. Whatever, you know, I'll, I'll cook my eggs sometimes. I'm like, oh no, cheese, whatever. You know, and stuff, exactly. You know? So I get. It. I'm with you, man. All right, real estate investing. That's underrated. Mm-hmm. Especially in the DMV area. Yeah. I, I, man, if you are, if if. If you have the means and the ability, I mean, and, and the, the financial investment goes hand in hand with the um, the, the stocks and bonds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we as a people, we've got to get more financially literate um, and we've got to start doing things outside of, you know, buying the, um, you know, uh, 60 to $80,000 Range Rover and right, right, right. <laughs> Anamara, yeah, and yeah. the G-Wagons, right? Yeah. And we've got to start investing in our our, our futures and our children's futures. Yeah. So go get you a five two nine, kids. Um, you know, go go get some properties. You know, um, you know, I'm 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 pushing on going on three right now. Nice. So if 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 you have the opportunity, um, uh, just ask yourself. Imagine if if your parents were able to um, give you um, a a property when you graduated to kind of help jumpstart you um, going forward in the future um, uh, as a, uh, a, a new graduate from college, right? So ask yourself that. And mm-hmm. it's something that you should definitely try to provide for your kids. Yeah, yeah. I've known somebody, uh, uh, actually I follow uh, Eric Thomas, uh, the hip hop preacher. And then uh, he, he has somebody on there, Jamal King. He's a real estate guy. He he always talks about how you should put your money in the bricks, not the banks, right? And 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 you and you use your 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 assets to pay pay off those liabilities, 
you know, instead of buying those Jordans and stuff like that, why not use some of the money that's coming out of the equity that's coming out of the house to pay that stuff off, you know, build a passive income and all that stuff and have that pay it off versus, you know, you spending all that money on there. But, you know, we're changing, man. I'm seeing a lot of a lot of education going on out there, you know, it's starting to slowly change the culture and stuff. So, you know, yeah, great point. Great point with you on that. All right. The last thing. OK. And I want to put this out there because I know we both went to the same school. All right. All right. College cafeteria food. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'm going to say this. College cafeteria food is underrated. I'm with you. <laughs> it's underrated. And I'll tell you why it's underrated. Because um, I went to Bowie State, but I also went to Mississippi Valley State University. Mm -hmm. And Mississippi Valley State University we had catfish Fridays. Oh, no, you didn't, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, catfish Fridays. Oh, uh, no. We also had um, cheese grits in the morning. And when 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 the cafeteria ladies just, uh, scoop the cheese grits, you can see the string. And the cheese hanging off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it was, it was old school country backwood. Oh man, there in Mississippi, right? So, depending on where you go at, right? Yeah, depending on where you go, yeah. HBCU cafeteria food mm -hmm. underrated. Is the underrated? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've gone to some other schools to visit, you know, and um, you know, I definitely saw. I mean, the food is just is, is crazy, you know, HBCUs and stuff. So I, I def, I'm definitely with you with that, you know, um, and and people take it for granted sometimes. But I'm like, look, it's good. You know, right. so, you know, it, it feeds me, man. You know, I gained a lot of weight. You know, I, I think I went from like 168 to like 190 my freshman year uh, uh, at school. I was playing football, but still, man, it was it was it was the food. I was eating like three meals. I was really eating a solid three meals a day. Right. You know? right, right. Um, it was good, you know. Um, but yeah, no, no, I wanna um usually I end the podcast with a dope data data nugget. And um, you know, I just wanna say, you know, thanks again, uh Dr. Harvey for being on. And uh, you know, it's definitely been fun. Uh one thing that I've learned, you know, from you is that self-motivation is key, right? You know, uh whatever if you're trying to be a data scientist, you're trying to go through that path, that journey that you went through to get to where you're at. You know, sometimes it's going to be lonely, right? You know, it's going to be a lonely road. Sometimes you're going to um, uh, go through some phases where you're kind of self-doubting. You know, you have self-doubt and things like that. But self-motivation is something that's really key to get you where, to where you need to go. And uh, practice, 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 and being able to uh, come up with your own ideas and your own projects and stuff. You know, and nobody really talks about motivation, right? You know, motivation is key. It's a big part because the field is so broad and so difficult, right? And and so for you to jump in and say, you know, I want to be a data scientist, you kind of got to slow down, you know, get your, get all your gear together, get your book bag and everything like that and, and get ready, you know, because it's, it's uh, you got to get your survival kit together, you know, <laughs> because it's, it's definitely going to get real, you know. But, um, but yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, is there anything that you want to say to the audience, you know? At the end, or is there anything that you're working on um, uh, uh, that that people should stay tuned for? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, um, 
you know, I, I just like to, to tell the audience, it's, it's all about relentless execution, right? Mm. Um, you know, set your goals, um, continue to push um, to be the, the best version of yourself. Um, and every day, um, like it's the last day that you have, because you never know, uh, you never know, right? Right. Um, push to the, to the limits, um, give it everything that you have, um, don't give up on your dreams. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do something. Uh, anything is impossible. Um, believe in yourself, um, and uh, the world is yours. Uh, if you if you push hard enough, the universe will bend to your will. Oh, you have to relentlessly go after um, what you have put on this earth to become, and 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 you will get it. So um, you know, good, better, best. Never let it rest. To your good is better and your better is the best. All right. All right, man. You heard it. You heard it. Keep pushing and stuff. All right. So thank you all for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show to make data your passion. This is your host, Dapper Data. Um, again, you know, I, I appreciate you, Dr. Harvey. You know, it's, it's been an honor, a pleasure. You know, definitely blessed to have you on the podcast. You know, um, you can follow me at Mr. Dapper Data on any of the social media links. As I always talk about, you know, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I'm all over the place. Uh, Dr. Harvey, where can they uh, find you at? Um, look for me on LinkedIn and uh, sh uh, shoot me a LinkedIn request and uh, let's connect. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks again, you know, and I'll talk to you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.